the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Prager Show. Oh, yeah, look at that. All right. Major help. My friends, I'm Dennis Prager. This is the Friday Show. Eric Gold, the Happiness Hour. So the uh, the young woman who has been on my show uh, weekly uh, told me uh, going into the studio today that a friend of hers, well, you know what, why don't you give her the mic, even though it's not Thursday, I just want this story related about my happiness book, okay? This is Julie, yeah. All right, here we go. Yeah. So... In high school, we went on a senior class trip, and one of my friends, who is coming into the show today, she's very excited about it to observe, she was reading your happiness book. And a lot of um, the other students at my high school said to her, why are you reading that guy's book? He's a fascist. He's a this. He's a that. And I just remember sitting there. I didn't know who you were at the time, I'm sorry to say, but I do remember that incident. And I thought, why would my good friend be reading a book written by a fascist? That just doesn't add up. Thank you. Okay. There we go. So I'd like to tell you, my listeners, my reaction. My reaction is pure sadness. So I've never said this on the air. I don't hide anything, essentially, from you, my listeners, as you well know. As one caller so well put it, Dennis, you are transparent, which I am proud to be. And as one of my sons said, you have no idea how difficult it is to be raised by a transparent. It's a very funny line. He said at a speech after the transparent line. But anyway, uh, I would like to share with you my 99% of my reaction, I have 1% uh, something else, but 99% is sadness. Take my happiness book, for example. There is, just yesterday, Alan, did you see it? A sort of an epidemic of unhappiness among young people. Did you send it to me? Yeah. Well, then you saw it. (laughs) It's hard for me to remember which he sends, which I find. Uh, Put that up again, would you? I I would like to uh, make note of it in this instance. And there is no doubt in my mind that my book can help a lot of young people. It helps a lot of people of every age. Uh, There is nowhere I've gone that somebody has not told me what an effect my book on happiness had on them. Look, you know how the happiness hour has affected many of you. So why would it not be true uh, for... Uh, a, a whole book of my thoughts on happiness. So what the left has done in my life has deprived a lot of people of things that could help them a great deal. That is how I view it. 
By the way, isn't it interesting? Did any of them think, I'm sure the answer is no, why would a fascist write a book on happiness? Do you know any other fascist who's written a book on happiness? <laughs> Mine happiness. <laughs> See, what they, what they do out of staggering fear, the left is unbelievably fearful of conservative ideas. That's why they don't debate us. That's why they don't want us on campuses. That's why if you show one five-minute PragerU video at a school, uh, the left comes uh, down on you as if you had shown Mein Kampf. Which, by the way, even Mein Kampf, if you taught it properly, is evil. But uh, obviously we're good. But in any event, that's, that's the way they would react. So it's just sadness. Uh, I've lived with this my whole life. I really do say good things. I'm really only preoccupied with goodness. And if the left dismisses a decent guy like me, it doesn't speak well for the left. That's really my, my primary reaction. The kids were deprived of something that could help them. It's in the Wall Street Journal, this article that I just made reference to. June 10th, what is today? The 11th, so it's today's paper. The internet predates the date by a day. The pandemic's toll on teen mental health. The CDC tried to spark a panic about COVID hospitalizations while ignoring the real crisis. God bless these authors. Let's see, who, what are they, what are their IDs? One is a doctor, Dr. Gandhi, an infectious disease physician and professor of medicine at UC San Francisco. Oh, my God. Poor Dr. Gandhi. Oh, wow. UC San Francisco. What a, what a wasteland. Dr. Noble, the other, uh, the other author, is an emergency physician and director of COVID response also at UCSF. Paranassus Emergency Department. Are there three authors? And Dr. Leslie Beenan is a public health researcher at the Oregon Health and Science University, Portland State University School of Public Health. Oh, that's person who contributed. Okay. There is an epidemic of unhappiness. In a country that is freer and easier going and more opportunity giving than any on earth. The left has created all of the crises, all of them. They've made up most of them. Of course there was COVID. Was there a crisis of COVID among teenagers? It, it virtually did not touch teenagers. Everyone knows that to be true, but you're, if you say that, YouTube may take you down. So that's my reaction. These uh, kids could have had something good in their lives, a book on happiness, but they were brainwashed. I mean, what is amazing to me, I don't know if, if that's accurate, what is distressing, not amazing. If I knew that there was a book on happiness and somebody said to me, you know a fascist wrote that, I'm trying to put myself in high school, college age. I remember myself very well. 
I see a book, Happiness is a Serious Problem. I see on Amazon how many people say it changed their lives. And somebody says, you know, that's a fascist wrote this. So I know I would read it because I would find it so fascinating that a fascist wrote a book on happiness. Because it doesn't comport with my concept, my picture of someone who's a fascist. But they, they have not been taught to think. They have been taught to respond. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Nobody says sir or ma'am. I'm, I'm using the, the language of the armed forces. And I don't say sir or ma'am. That is correct. Alan, is that your reaction too when you think of a kid who won't read the happiness book? It's, it's, the, it's their loss. That's right. Hmm. The damage. Every day, every day I bring to you the damage. The damage done to young people by the left and to uh, everybody else. Here's the latest. Look at this YouTube. One is, this is an amazing story. YouTube banned Senator Ron Johnson for discussing early treatment of COVID-19. It will come out, as everything does, that YouTube has killed a lot of people, as has Facebook, as has Twitter, and the like. They, have act, they are actually responsible for many deaths. And needless to say, it will not bother them. They will not lose one, uh, one minute of sleep because power is more important than life. Google's YouTube has stepped up its draconian censorship of a sitting U.S. senator. That Americans accept this, that publicly elected officials are shut down in their ability to communicate by the real fascists. That's the, that's the joke. Of course they do this. I'm used to this because I studied everything about the left since graduate school. Stalin called Trotsky a fascist. Trotsky, the father of Bolshevism, the head of the Red Army. But he opposed Stalin... So we'll call him a fascist, the leading Bolshevik on earth. That's what they've done then. That's what they do today. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It's, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. At this time, people need something inspiring, many things inspiring in their lives, and I have a movie for you. The Streets Were My Father. 
you can get the CD. No, I keep saying CD. You can get the DVD. Or you can just stream it at SalemNow.com. Lee Habib, my friend I've had on, has made this film. Celebrates Father's Father's Day is coming up. Fatherlessness drives a lot of bad outcomes in America. 85% of young people in prison come from fatherless homes, 20 times the national average. This is a true story. It's a documentary about gang members uh, who found father fatherhood, if you will, not, not they're becoming fathers themselves, but found it uh, through finding God. I don't see any solution outside of the God solution, just as I don't see it with the most addicts. The higher power slash God has been the root for millions of people out of alcoholism. But the the secular fanatics who run our universities and media never make mention of it. It's a great film. The streets were my father. Go to SalemNow.com. I said secular fanatic. I'll bet you you never heard the term. Have you ever heard of a religious fanatic? Of course. In fact, religious is often followed by the word fanatic or extremist, right? Religious extremist, religious fanatic. Isn't it amazing that on the spectrum, on the one side is religiosity, on the other side is secularism? Isn't it amazing how you can only be too religious? You can't be too secular. (laughs) Right? It never occurs to me. It's it's not possible. It's like too rich or too thin. Well, actually, the rich is a complex question, but you certainly can be too thin. I would compare, if you will, uh, too secular to anorexia on the spectrum, if we're going to use the, the metaphor. Yep, that's the danger. Nobody talks about being too secular. You're guaranteed to be a fool. Just as too religious, you're guaranteed to be a fool. Just for the record. One eight Prager seven seven six. Eight seven seven two four three triple seven six. What does this mean? I want to understand this. Ron Johnson is a senator of the United States, and he is not—he is not now on YouTube. YouTube will not anything to do with with COVID. Well, therapeutics. Well, all he talks about therapeutics. Tucker Carlson last night. And I salute him. I, I want you to know I, I I watch him or I listen to him, the recording of him later when I get ready to go to bed. And Among other things, a man has courage. My favorite trait of all. They uh, truly hate him. But th- without mangling what he says, it's very difficult to intellectually attack him. He 
he had a very, very powerful opening about the COVID vaccines and young people. Did you see that? Yeah. I have begged people not to give it to young people. You have no idea. I mean, it doesn't mean that anything bad will happen, but we have no idea what will happen. It's, it's brand new. Why would they take it? In, in my lifetime, I, I never heard worse advice from medical authorities as take a vaccine even if you've had a virus. Never. There is nothing comparable in immorality and idiocy in my lifetime coming from the authorities. It is actually, in terms of idiocy, uh, more so than even the food pyramid, which helped make Americans fat. In the last year and a half, I have come to have contempt for the medical authorities of this country. If the American Medical Association announced that the sun is hot, I would rethink the issue. That is what we have come to. Because whatever the left touches, it destroys. The single most important thing you need to know about life, including you, it destroys you, makes you bitter, alienates you from your parents. I've got to do an hour again. We haven't done it in a while. Um, I, I, I gotta tell you, it's you know they say it's anecdotal, but if you if you see an anecdote enough, <laughs> it becomes a statistic. The number of people that I have encountered who have a child that does not speak to them is uh, I wish somebody did to the best of their ability some sort of serious survey of the number of adult children who do not speak to a parent and what percentage of them did it happen to in the last four years because of politics. The left is a cult and the first thing cults do is sever the bond of a child and parent because it, among other things, severs parental authority. They hide from parents if their child announces at school that they're the opposite sex and they start treating that child as the opposite sex without the parents even knowing it. Just one of many such examples. If you, if you have a home, if you have adult children and you get along well with them, You should get down on your heads and knees every day and thank God or thank thank nature or thank whatever you want to be thankful to. It is not the norm. That is what I have learned and it is, it is beyond belief. one eight Prager 776 Ron Johnson is actually one of the great men in the U.S. Senate. We shall return. I'm Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show. 
Don't you get tired of commercials screaming at you to buy gold now with inflated promises on future values? In an unregulated industry, you need honest, real experts to give you solid advice to protect your wealth and top picks on the best coins and bullion. As environmental policy becomes a hot topic, one precious metal that's been significantly undervalued for years is potentially set to surge. Nick Grovich, owner of AmFed Coin and Bullion, has long recommended this precious metal. Up to 600,000 ounces of this rare metal will be needed by 2030 to produce green hydrogen. Nick is doubling down on this pick, and you should too. Call Nick at AmFed Coin and Bullion to find out more. I've been friends with Nick for years, and he's my go-to guy when it comes to coins and bullion. I trust him. That's a very big statement, by the way. Call Nick at 800-221-7694-800-221-7694, AmericanFederal.com, AmericanFederal.com. Hello, my friends. You're listening to The Dennis Prager Show. When I, when I think about... The deaths from COVID, which I've talked about from the beginning, you know that I I said that the worldwide lockdown was the greatest mistake in world history, not the greatest evil. I said, people said, oh, Prager said it was the greatest evil. I did not. I said that there was a difference between mistake and evil. It became evil. It's still not the biggest evil. There are obviously bigger evils. Genocide is a bigger evil. But what we have witnessed, it's been the most sobering year for me. That's the word, sobering. The, my, a staggering disappointment in many of my fellow Americans. I never thought I would say that. The ability to brainwash half this population in a free society when there was other information available the ability to deprive people what was it who were you the one who told me somebody told me that their doctor well yeah my wife did i gotta get this story refusing a patient's uh request for something i mean that the I don't know if it was ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. There are a lot of doctors who won't give that. So I want you to understand that the morally and medically perverse world of medicine today. Give a vaccine that has not been fully tested to young people, but do not give anybody ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine and zinc even though they've been tested for half a century. You understand what we are, we're supposed to believe? Take Dr. Fauci's words as science. If you attack him, this was, uh, this was really precious. If you attack me, you're attacking science. I don't even think Galileo would have said that. If you're attacking me, you're attacking science. That's how they think. If you if you attack Ibram X. Kendi, a hate-filled fool at Boston University, 
You're, you are attacking, not him, you're attacking blacks. That's what the left does. You're not attacking me. You're attacking, and then they give the group they're in. So he's in medicine. You're not attacking Fauci. You're attacking medicine. You're not attacking Ibram X. Kendi. You're attacking blacks. That's it. This is normative for people on the left. In case you had any re- residual respect for Anthony Fauci, that should have been it. I'm science. Forget the arrogance. It's just, it's just, it's a gargantuan lie and and and, and nonsense. Is there any conservative who had a doubt that the that the that the virus came from a lab? Why do why why are conservatives right on virtually every issue, and the left wrong on virtually every issue? Name me an issue where the conservatives believe something. Oh, you'll say, well, the conservatives believe that the that the election was stolen. Well, some do and some don't. I'm I've been agnostic from the from the from the beginning. If you actually are intellectually honest, there are many, many anomalies with regard to the last election. I have not denied that Joe Biden is president. I have not denied it or implied it for a moment. But I I did make a point that is irrefutable. There is no moral reason why a Democrat or other leftist would not cheat if they could. If you believe that Donald Trump is a fascist, racist, and dictator, then you are morally bound to cheat in the election. They can't have it both ways. Oh, we would never cheat. That's wrong. And Donald Trump is a dictator, fascist, racist, Ku Klux Klan-loving, Nazi-loving man. You, if he, you believe that, you are morally bound to cheat. One eight Prager seven seven six. Boy, is that ever true! Just for the record, if you sent your child to Prager U for for instead of college, unless they had to learn you know, physics or math. Some of the STEM subjects, which are, are also being corrupted, but that's a separate issue. Your child would learn more about life, would, ha- would have be a happier human being, better adjusted, have great, in, far greater wisdom with the 500 videos at PragerU. And have money left over for a down payment on a house. And have money left over for a down payment on a house. That's exactly right. It's, it's the one of the most common attacks on PragerU, and we're attacked a lot. And one of it is, oh, PragerU, uh, that's uh, Prager University. That reminds me of Trump University. See that a lot, right? First of all, Prager University is free. F R E E. Doesn't cost you a penny. So the analogy breaks down immediately. There's, there's no money in it for, for, for us if you attend, as it were. 
we are we are sustained by public donations. So that number two, we are teaching you with the finest faculty on earth. Who was the professor at Johns Hopkins that we just, uh, I just, you and I just edited? Marty McCary. Marty McCary. And he's a professor of epidemiology? Surgery and public health. Surgery and public health at Johns Hopkins. Do you think that this man would give a course at a place that was less than sterling in its reputation? Would he, would he allow his name to be sullied? They don't, they don't mention to you all the distinguished people, former prime ministers, who have given courses at PragerU. Just for the record, Yes, indeed. Uh, we had a nurse, and I wanted to take her call. But it is what it is, ladies and gentlemen. What is the latest from the American Psychoanalytic Association? Diagnosis, diagnosis whiteness as malignant parasitic-like condition. Well... Psychiatry has been poisoned by the left for much of its history. There are some terrific psychiatrists. We have one regularly on the Happiness Hour, Dr. Stephen Marmer. But uh, the, the profession is worse than useless for most people. Do you know that when I find out, this is true for psychologists, psychiatrists, and psychoanalysts, the, the three groups of psychotherapists, when I find out that, let's say, a 20-year-old has decided not to speak to his or her parent, ever, my first assumption is that the idea was either suggested or affirmed by the psychologist, someone I know extremely well. I can't say more than that. Someone I know extremely well, one of whose children has not spoken to him for a number of years. He has never seen his grandchildren through this child and did not know my views. In fact, as a liberal, did not know my views on the issue, said that the family had attended psychotherapeutic sessions together the estranged, the now estranged son and this man and his wife. And it was the psychologist in this case who this person holds primarily responsible, aside from the son, for the decision not to talk to them. The harm that uh, this profession has done this is this is an example. This is just an example. Just remember, this started when thousands of them, was it, called Barry Goldwater mentally unfit to be president because they were leftists. Something you should know is a lot of this stuff is not new. 
that the left ruins everything it touches was true in 1955 as much as it is in 2021. But it didn't touch everything as much as it does today. That's the difference. I learned men and women were, not, were basically the same. I learned that the United States was a colonialist evil in the world, an imperialist country, in the 1970s. I learned that Israel was the villain in the Middle East in the 1970s. It's simply a matter of quantity. The left controls more and has therefore even gotten more fanatical. This is an amazing thing. No permanent cure, says high-ranking psychoanalyst. From the first words of psychoanalyst Donald Moss's journal article on having whiteness, readers are tipped off that this will not be a normal scholarly article. This is not a traditionally organized psychoanalytic text. No clear path links my argument to that of my predecessors, Moss writes in the April issue of the Journal of the American Psychoanalytic Association. Whiteness is a condition one first acquires and then one has a malignant, parasitic-like condition to which white people have a particular susceptibility. The Journal of the American Psychoanalytic Association. Okay, all Dennis Prager here. We go to Pasadena, California, and Ted. Hello, Ted. Good morning, Dennis. Hi. Uh, yeah, hi. Um, first time caller to your program. What an experience. Well, welcome. Thank you. Um, I wanted to comment on your the last point you made in the last segment. Uh, if I understood you correctly, you asserted that if a, a Democrat... Uh, truly believes that um, uh, the Trump administration was fascist and was as, as evil as they claimed, that Democrats would be morally bound to even resort to lies to overcome uh, Trump and his policies. Did I understand correctly? Perfectly. You understood me perfectly. All right. Well, I, it made me think there's a moral equivalency to the experience of Dietrich Bonhoeffer in World War II. And, uh, of course, he faced a much more severe dilemma uh, with Hitler's policies. Um, but Dietrich did not so quickly uh, adopt that position. It, it is not a perfectly obvious that you must resort to lies. No, his, his, he confronted the dilemma of... of killing Hitler, did, would he support as a essentially a peace-loving Christian pastor, would he support violence against Hitler? And that took him a, a while to come to. Uh, but uh, if you'd have asked Dietrich Bonhoeffer, for example, if a Christian were hiding a Jew in Berlin, would the Christian be obligated to lie uh, to a Nazi who asked if he was hiding a Jew, he would, of course, say yes. I, I, and I would. And by the way, again, I have said often, I didn't say it today, but I've said often, if I thought I was preventing a racist genocidal maniac from becoming president of the United States, I would cheat. Hmm. 
okay. Yes, that that's uh, a good example. Right. Okay. Uh, All right, then. Thank you so much. Appreciate you calling. I love first-time callers, and I certainly love those who might differ. I was reading during the break uh, uh, what this uh, crackpot psychoanalyst wrote, but the fact, I don't care that he wrote it. I care the fact about the fact that it's published in the Journal of the American Psychoanalytic Association. Whiteness is a condition one first acquires and then one has a malignant parasitic-like condition to which white people have a particular susceptibility. This condition is foundational, generating characteristic ways of being in one's body, in one's mind, and in one's world. Whatever the left touches, it destroys. We'll be back. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor Pain-Free Studio. 